God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And I'm joined by Leonor Carvota. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So uh, today is the day that uh, the uh, DOJ has to submit their redacted uh, affidavit to the court in West Palm Beach uh, for, you know, basically raiding the House of president donald trump yes uh, so it's you know it's a lot of speculation about what those redactions will look like and what information we'll actually have when it's released so it's uh you know it's it's very it's very curious i mean again this has never happened in history so what what was the the, the lead up to this what was the rationale how are they going to spin this one it's going to show very little exactly um, yeah the uh the government that works for you <clears throat> feels that they can do whatever they want to you. It's, it was a bad day for the FBI all the way around. Nobody believes or trusts the FBI. I would imagine that their uh, recruitment is down. Why, why would anybody want to take part in a Stasi, Gestapo kind of SS type of political bias type of thing like that? I mean, I, I would never want to be part of that organization because when you think about it even if you're on the other side even if you're not a fan of president trump someday they will come for you and that's what people have to realize about these things when when they go and they raid somebody's house without justification it, 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 at some point they're going to go for everybody and that's but, what we but, have to be as a imagine, society concerned about imagine the spineless swine that sits down on a bench in front of their locker and suits up to break into Roger Stone's house and terrify his poodle and his uh, wife, who is deaf, and break in with CNN cameras right beside you. I mean, I'm sure that when they signed up for the FBI, they didn't sign up for that. No, I don't think so. How in the world can you lace up your boots, put on your bulletproof vest, strap on your gun, 
and break into the president's house like that. It's absolutely absurd. And, you know, I don't think that they're going to have a leg to stand on because not only did Trump, you know, basically have uh, he had he had documents there. Number one, you keep hearing about these documents. None of them are nuclear codes. Yeah. Number two, they were shipped to him when he left the Oval Office. His hands were empty. You know, when he got on Marine One and when he went into the limo, he wasn't carrying a briefcase. He never does. He wasn't carrying any papers. So where where is the culpability there? What, why is it that they're picking on him? Why are they blaming him? The, the fact of the matter is, is that they don't have, they, they don't have him on anything. Yeah. The, 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 there's a good chance, an easy argument, by the way, easy argument, to say, I really never looked in those boxes. I don't know what was in those boxes. The government shipped them to me. Um, who's to say that GSA didn't just slip a whole bunch of documents I wasn't supposed to have in there? Right. But how, why would I know? Yeah. I'm not going through I'm not, all this I'm documents. not doing my own packing. No, and I'm not spending my days. I'm spending my days golfing. I'm spending my days holding mega rallies. You know, uh, Biden had a some sort of a victory lap. Uh, he g- gave a rally. It was all staged. And and then um, he had hecklers. People hate this guy. His numbers are so low in terms of approval rating. And they're only going to get worse. Because but they're keeping them in here through the midterms because they, you know, they want to, you know, have whatever support he might provide. Although nobody wants him to stump for them, so that that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. So it's yeah. kind of a weird situation. We're waiting until after the midterms. I think they're, they're going to get crushed. They're going to get crushed. I think they're waiting until after the midterms because they don't want anything to appear that's destabilizing. I think, uh, you know, you hear like I, I heard on Tucker and I heard. Elsewhere, that the poll numbers are uh, like in Pennsylvania um, and in Georgia are looking really bad. You know, for for it's looking bad for Oz. It's looking bad for Herschel Walker. But I got to think that at some point, you know, Trump voters are going to step up and vote. Um, I don't think that. Um, <clears throat> I think that the. Uh, I think that the Republican Party. Two things are going on. Number one, we're more united than they... We're more united... The Republican Party is more united than they're getting credit for. And they're, but, and the reason why they're not getting the credit is because they're not united around uh, Rona McDaniel. Mm-hmm. They're not uh, united around the RNC. They're not united around Mitch McConnell, but those are dinosaurs. They they uh, they're not relevant, and that that is one of the problems of the Republican Party right now, is that the leadership McCarthy and Mitch McConnell are out of touch with who they represent. Who they represent is united around one man and one man only, and his name is Donald Trump. Well, and the difference between the Republicans and the Democrats is the Republicans have a candidate that they can get enthusiastic about. They are enthusiastic about Donald Trump. And if it wasn't Donald Trump, if it was, say, DeSantis, for example, people are enthusiastic about him. 
but look at who's on the bench for the Democrats. Yeah, we've just gone over Joe. Nobody, nobody's excited about Joe. People are all, all, almost more upset about Kamala, and this is on the other side too. So who's out there? Who are their who are their exciting candidates? I mean, you know, we're you know, as you mentioned on the show, we we've got a you know a media related trip to L.A. planned, and you know, of course, Governor. Um, Newsom just planned uh, just pledged a hundred thousand dollars to help defeat um, uh, DeSantis to, to the Charlie Chris campaign. So he did what? what he, did he do? Um, Governor Newsom of California just pledged to give a hundred thousand dollars to Charlie Crist's gubernatorial campaign against DeSantis. Wow! So there is some energy around uh, Newsom. Because you know, because he's good looking and you know, and rich, but there isn't. But beyond him, there isn't much other enthusiasm. And then when you peel back the onion and you look at some of the draconian policies in California, which we're going to see firsthand, we're already talking about them before we get there. Yeah, we're going to be there for seven days. We're going to be there for seven days. And one of the things that I wanted to see was the Griffith Museum or the Gr- Observatory. And what did we find out? The Griffith Observatory still requires a proof of vaccination. You can't even do a I test. I called them yesterday. You've been, we've been calling every day because we want to go. Well, I, yeah, I wanted to go inside. Um, but they have this. It's clear. And uh, I called them yesterday and they said, well, it's a city ordinance. That's I, not I, true. And that's what they said. It's a city ordinance. And I I said, but the CDC, I'm reading this from August 11th, 2022. The CDC says unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. See if it what, were, what is that about? If it was a city ordinance, okay, get, this is the uh, my understanding. If it was a city ordinance, it would affect other places. The Griffith is, you know, it's it was private money that set it up. Yes, it's free, but you can go to the Getty, you can go to some of the studios. There, what's going on in California is there is a disparity of how some of this is deployed. I think that's the only place I saw a notable tourist attraction that's in a lot of films like uh, Rebel Without a Car. La La Land, you know, more recently, that is requiring this. And this is going to turn people off because you're going to see people coming from middle America who have wanted to see this observatory and they're going to be like, wow, I can't even go in. Yes, you can go on the grounds and you can still get the great views and we will do that. But it is, you know, it is hypocritical that they're not letting people in there for that reason. They should, if if they're going to impose draconian measures, they should at least give the test option. So other than flying through LAX one time on our way to Hawaii, right? Um, I've never been to California. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I've, I've, <laughs> been a co- I've been a couple times, but not for a long time. I so. see Tahoe once. Yeah. And I was out in, um, uh, on a mountain in Tahoe. I don't know if it was Kirkwood or Squaw Valley or something like that. But I was skiing one of those mountains, and they said, if you go right, you're in California. If you go left, you're in Nevada. Yeah. Um, that was my California experience. I said, well, I've never been to California, so I'll go down this mountain. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, this is, <laughs> it sounds so odd, it's, you know? It sounds so odd. Because I've been in almost every country. Yeah. But not California. Yeah. So it's, it's, it sounds, it, no, it's, you know, it's a place you need to see because we talk about it so frequently. <laughs> but um, unfortunately, what I heard, I got a, I got a correspondence from a writer I know who's out there, a Hollywood writer, and he said to me, you know, unfortunately, the days of glamour are long gone. I mean, you know, and, and there's probably some I just don't want to, to step that. on a syringe. 
Well, uh, that's one that's, thing. That's th- one of the things. I'm, I'm, I got my shots, though. I got my tetanus shot. Yeah, you don't want to step on a s- syringe, and you don't want to step on a homeless person. <laughs> but you know what? I remain optimistic. I do think that there is still some mystique, and I do think that there are. You know, one thing I have observed: there are a lot of conservatives in California because I keep here. I keep getting new and new names of car, of conservatives in California, so they're out there. So we got. Um, what do you? What are your? What are your thoughts on the student loan forgiveness? Okay, all right. My thoughts on this is what we've discussed off um, air a lot. You, you're talking about um, statistics where. The the student loan money is uh, largely um, going towards graduate students' loans. Only thirteen percent. And I have two graduate degrees from a long time ago. But I but you 13, paid your, you paid yours. I paid them, or <laughs> I actually didn't take loans out for yeah. graduate school. So, so but whatever loans I might have had undergraduate were you know long ago paid. But thirteen percent of the um, population holds a graduate degree. Thirty seven holds a bachelor's degree. So, but so, and fifty six percent of the loans is graduate money. So, meaning uh, graduate programs, law degrees, medical degrees. But you're having all these other people who did not get those degrees or got a degree and paid for it, got a degree and worked nights to go to school, um, you know, or you know, or, or got a degree and paid it back. I mean, there's all. It's an attack on the middle class. But why don't this is what they Again. should do? Well, this is to your point. This is what they should do instead. If they want to help the the country, they should get ten ten thousand dollars to all those people that could use it. I mean, it you know, giving ten thousand dollars to 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 something because to the only the elite who have the degrees is not right you know i i agree with the principle of giving people aid so that they can achieve higher education but this is not doing it in the proper way and you know what's going to happen no who's going to pay this back the universities i mean to the point i you know you saw in tucker the universities are not uh giving the refund the, the government is, which means the American people are, which means the taxpayers are. We are paying for somebody who came from an affluent family to go get a meaningless degree, which did not help them get a job, while we all had to pay back our own loans, or or if you didn't go to college or graduate school, or, or, or if you went to a trade school, nobody's helping the people who went to trade schools. Those programs cost money, too. Amber Athey, she says, I mean... That's a great quote. Yeah, well, Watch yourself before you read it out loud. There's a word in it. There's an F word. Yeah. Uh, I, I see it. I'm going to skip over it. Uh-huh. Um, I made 37000 a year out of college living in northern virginia and paid off my ten thousand dollars in student loans in six months the fact that my tax dollars are going to a family making two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year is effing insanity well well, that's what it is it's effing insanity yeah and it's an attempt to win votes but you're alienating all the people who scrimped and saved are all the people who d- didn't go to college at all. So this is ridiculous. At the same time, the Democrats, uh, like Mariel Bow- Mayor Mariel Bowser, that's like the worst name. Oh God, um, she says no virtual learning, giving uh, unvaccinated teens zero alternative options, denying uh, unvaccinated students their education. So this is this is by a very legit um, organization, Daily Signal. Right, which is affiliated with Heritage Foundation. Right. D.C. Mayor says no virtual learning, 
giving unvaccinated black teens. This is the this is their headline. Right. I don't know why they chose to, to put the word black in there, but um, DC mayor says no virtual learning, giving unvaccinated black teens zero alternative options. Well, the reason why um, they highlighted the word black is the... D.C. Um, is very black. D.C. is very black, and over 40% of blacks aged 12 to 17 are not vaccinated based on the city data. Yeah. So when you think about this, you are disadvantaging... You're putting out a disadvantage the people who need the education the most. And, and what's so ridiculous about this is this is remote learning. You can't even make the case that... That these unvaccinated people are putting get, others at risk. How do you get sick from uh, your camera? Yeah. yeah. You Does don't. that make any sense and to And, you know, going back to the Griffith for a moment, yeah. on the Griffith's um, webpage, it says all are welcome. No, all are not welcome. Those who haven't, who haven't been re- oh, recently Gavin, vaccinated are not welcome. And Gavin Newsom's running these ads about, like, freedom and uh, to, to live your life in California. I'm like, people are leaving, dude. California, like in droves, number one. And number yeah. two, uh, the Griffin is a perfect example. Is it Griffith or Griffin? It's the um, Griffith. It's the Griffin? Griffith Observatory. Oh, okay. Uh, all I know is it was in Rebel Without a Cause. It was in Rebel Without so a Cause. So we're going to go to the park. No, we're going to go to the park and we're going to go look at the grounds because there's beautiful views there. We're still going. It's yeah. just that it's it's the point. Yeah. You know, I mean, and like I said, um, if we have a choice when we go see some of the studios, because I'm doing, uh, you know, we're doing this as uh, media for media reasons and also some research. Um, I think that when we have a studios, we're going to go to the studio that is the most um, flexible in terms of what their requirements are for, for entrance, just yeah. so we make our case. A studio's a studio. But that, that to me uh, is just another attempt at, well, what that tells me, what... What D.C. is doing with this is it tells me that they're not done yet with this vaccination thing. No, they're not. No matter if Fauci is gone or not, um, they are are still um, doubling down and cracking down on this situation. Um, Nevertheless, I love this uh, uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, quote about Fauci someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac <laughs> let's take a listen up oh, up oh, my volume my my audio is in the wrong place at the wrong time here we go and I'm just sick of seeing him I know he says he's going to retire someone needs to grab that little elf and chuck him across the Potomac <laughs> That is the best little elf. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, here's here's another weird thing. Um, Jean-Pierre. Karine Jean-Pierre. Yeah. That's how tough Tucker says it. Karine Jean-Pierre, who apparently checked every box to get her position. She not only is she African-American, she's, uh, I don't know, LBGTQ, whatever, <laughs> alphabet soup. Uh, she's female. But here's the thing. So, um, you know, obviously, if you give $10,000 to these universities, they're just going to up the price. Right. You know, because it's like, okay, well, more people are going to, you know, it's supply and demand. And you know what's already been ha- happening. 
What's already been happening with the universities is the costs are getting out of control because they were adding all these frills. Well, and I've, I've been saying this for not, not just years, decades. I was looking at inflation 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. And I never really liked my professors. You know, I mean, I always thought it was a bunch of BS, um, frankly. And uh, I was never one of those college students that I was not a big fan, you know, of it. I knew I needed one. I comes to find out, you know, as I've gotten wiser with my age, uh, I look back on that and I'm like, I, there's not like one thing I could recall uh, that I util- utilized from my college education that helped me in life. Um, but I guess something along the way did. You know, I'm glad I did it, but uh, I understand the argument full well that it, I think it's a bad investment. And I've often made the argument that, you know, $100,000, you put that as seed money into a startup business and you, you might, you, you'll learn a lot more in, in the world of uh, business than you ever would in college. But- Although I have a, I, I do have a quick point I want to make. I think one problem that has happened since uh, the right has been writing about all the, you know, the, the ridiculous wokeism on the uh, leftist gender campuses. Studies. <laughs> gender studies. No, but, and you know, the, and what's go- what's been going on for decades now is you are now starting to see some of the conservatives saying, oh, don't go to college. Now, that's not the right answer. Or, or they're saying, go to this handful of colleges that are, you know, conservative colleges. That's also not the right answer. It's not the uh, wrong answer either. It's though. not. No, it's no. Not no the I'm, I'm, I'm making a point. I. You have to remember that education is important. Yes, it's part of job training, but education is also YouTube. open. No, Scott, it's opening one's minds. You don't go to you don't go to a university to specifically get a job because you went to the university. You go to the university to broaden your mind. Just as you're getting primary education and uh, secondary education, it's to broaden your mind. And to suddenly say, oh, no, we don't need college, then what's going to happen is if you get the conservatives out of there, it's going to become even more woke, even more elitist. And and you know what they're going to do to the Republicans? They're going to turn them into the barefoot yahoos that they always said that we were. Well, Charlie Crist actually called them toothless right-wingers. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Charlie Crist did that. Well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to, whereas instead what the conservatives should be doing, they should be saying, we need to reform our educational system, which we're People are speaking up and saying that, but they shouldn't say we shouldn't go to college. That's just the wrong message. Okay. Well, I I don't disagree with you, but I don't 100% agree with you. Okay. Well, okay, that's, because, why, that's why it's America. Yeah, because, I mean... I, I definitely think that trade schools have a value. Oh, they definitely and, do. There's no, and, no uh, doubt about night it. Night schools, uh, community colleges. No um, doubt. They all do. Yeah. And uh, not only that, I, I think you can... I think if you are, if you're disciplined enough, you can learn a lot on YouTube just by empowering yourself. You can to do watch uh, these documentaries. You can and do stuff. online. What we should do is you can do online education programs. They can streamline the, the the time frame. It doesn't have to be a full year time frame. There's a lot of fluff built in there, and, yeah. and that adds to the costs. All right. Well, any in any case, this is going to cause inflation. Okay, right. The student of course, loan forgiveness thing of course. Is, is so un-American. I believe it's unconstitutional. Um, because the power of the purse belongs with Congress. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the, he's taken a victory lap yeah. uh, based on getting these things done. He signed a document on a piece of paper. He didn't get it done through Congress. This never would have passed the smell test. 
And so it could be easily reversed, number one, because it was an executive order. And, um, and we just need to get somebody in office that, uh, like Donald Trump, back in office to re- right the wrongs of this Biden administration. But nevertheless, they don't even know what it's going to cost. And they can't explain. They, they actually have to admit, forced to admit the tuition costs are about to skyrocket after Biden's latest move. So that $10,000, just like anything else, mm-hmm. when you cause inflation, you, you, could, you could talk about $15 minimum wage all day long. $15 is going to be a drop in the bucket after yeah. you, you, your economic disaster yeah. has caused all this inflation. So they, they think that they're, people think that they're getting $10,000 toward their tuition. But what, what ends up happening is it makes the problem worse. It's sort of like paying for the hostage. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only going to make more hostages if you do that, right? Yeah. You, it's got to be, you've got to have that discipline. And um, there is no discipline in Washington right now. I, I would say we need to get rid of, you know, the government is the largest employer in the world. Yeah. And we, it should not be that way. We, we should, I had to close my P.O. box because these people didn't know how to deliver the mail. Yeah. Literally. They didn't. Stuff would arrive a month late. And it was routine, like almost all the time. And all I'm saying is, is that I think at some point we need to reevaluate. We need to get out of the Amtrak business and allow privatization of our trains. We need to get out of the U.S. post office business because Mm -hmm. government people can't deliver the mail Mm -hmm. correctly and, and privatize that. You know, they were talking about um, the Mar-a-Lago raid, and they they were they were saying that um, these letters from Kim Jong Un to President Trump, they said something about FedExing that the government said you could just FedEx them, right? Yeah. And he FedExed them uh, some of these letters uh, when he was cooperating, right? And it's like FedEx them. Why not send them through the U.S. Postal Service? Because the U.S. Postal Service sucks. They, they can't deliver their mail. And now they're involved in election rigging because we're using this same corrupt institution, the U.S. Postal Service, to deliver our ballots. Mm-hmm. And we saw how that worked out in 2020. But they have to now admit that this, cause, this causes inflation yeah. in that market that it's in, the, student, uh, the, the universities. And for decades, I've saying... Uh, if you were to look at inflation, look at the cost of milk, the cost of bacon, the cost of whatever. I mean, go back 20, 30 years I was doing this. I was on this. And I uh, – because I always um, hated the hypocrisy of these uh, professors. They would always preach to you, don't do things for money. Do it for the love of whatever, right? Do it for the – you know, follow your heart. Follow your ambition. And – Yet, okay, yeah, why don't you do the same thing? Why is it that your tuition's going up uh, like a thousand percent where milk is going up, you know, two percent? Right. Right? I mean, so inflation, the worst inflation was involving, was involving universities and these professor salaries and their tr- tenure tracks and their endowments are huge. And 
they got all this money. They're hoarding all this cash like a hedge fund. And they're the ones preaching, don't do it for money. Right. You know, do it for the, follow your heart. But yet, they're not practicing what they preach. They sit up there in their ivory tower and their, their perch, and they just preach, talk out of both sides of their mouth. They talk about climate and caring for the earth while they take their private jets. It's absolutely absurd. But here's Kareem... Um, uh, Jean-Pierre. Jean that uh, uh, cannot explain... You know, She has to admit that uh, university uh, tuition is going to skyrocket. Uh, on student loans, one of my colleagues asked if these measures uh, are likely to raise prices because it makes it easier for some students who are maybe more willing to take on debt if they know they're only going to have to pay a minimum amount or if it's going to be forgiven. Um, and Ambassador Rice said that's something the Department of Education is going to be on the lookout for. So I'm wondering if that's a tacit acknowledgement that, yes, these policies could cause tuition rates to rise in the near future even further than they are now. Look, this is... This is something that Ambassador, Ambassador Rice talked about, as you just stated. Ambassador she, Rice, Susan she was Rice. asked this question a couple of times, and she said, we have to see, mm -hmm. right? We have to see. This is something that uh, the Department of Education is going to uh, look into, uh, in, in particular with, uh, with uh, when you talk about colleges potentially raising uh, pri prices. That's something that the Department of Education is looking at and is going to crack down on. But it seems like it's something you're preparing for, right? Well, I mean, look, this is, again, this is something that the Department of Education is aware of. This is something that we're monitoring, uh, but it doesn't take away from what this means, from what we, what the president announced today. Yeah, well, the ten thousand is going to mm -hmm. turn into nothing real quick yeah. with this kind of inflation. And by the way, once Canada, uh, once China gets back online, well, because they yeah. uh, their COVID lockdowns, and they're they're already in the midst of a housing crisis, uh, institutional investor. Uh, housing um, is unbelievably over leveraged right now mm -hmm. in China. You're going to see a, um, a stock market crash. Um, I think it's inflated about 50% almost. Um, well, I heard that number, but I, that seems high. Um, but I think there's going to be a correction in the stock market, number one. Number two, you're going to see inflation increase. And as inflation, inflation always parallels mortgage rates. Um, they always parallel each other. Right. And um, and so you're going to see the cost of uh, homes going up. Uh, people right now, from what I understand, are experiencing power shutoffs because they can't afford to pay their mm -hmm. energy bills. Yep. So they're, they're experiencing their electric is getting cut, shut off. They're going to be um, the rents in New York City, for example. I just saw this YouTube um, that uh, was ex saying that the rents went up like like from $2,000 a month to 3500 a mm. month, you know, overnight. Right. And so people are moving out of New York. They can't afford to live. Rents are, rents are sky high. You're going to see people homeless. You're going to see pe foreclosures. You're going to see um, an inventory in the housing market that's going to drive the price of housing down as these institutional investors dump their product because – What's happened is unlike 2008 where it was a lot of a lot of home buyers it was individual buyers that dominated the market uh, and then they fixed a lot of um, holes in the uh, way mortgages were packaged mm -hmm. um, and debt and, and the banks were packaging these debts um, they uh, didn't allow certain things so so you're not going to have that same problem but what they did was they 
did another workaround. So you got Zillow and Red, Redfin and all these different com- companies that are um, involved with like chart. Uh, I think it was. Uh, uh, I forget the Trulia? name. Trulia? No, 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 no. The one that begins with C uh, H. Um, there, there's these companies that uh, buy up these properties, right, right. and it's they're partnered with Zillow and Redfin, mm-hmm. and and frankly, they're over leveraged. They're going to start dumping their product because they know that uh, houses are sitting on the market longer now than they ever did. So you're going to see this housing uh, collapse as well. You're going to see this inflation go up as uh, as uh, China gets back on uh, in in the marketplace. Um, for example, energy. They're 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 consuming very little gas. Uh, and oil because they're locked down. Yeah. Right. As soon as they start to come out again, um, they're going to be, you know, burning a lot of fossil fuels. Yet the climate initiative doesn't want to mess with China. So if they really cared about climate, they would also ban China products, but they won't. Right. So where's the sincerity there? But here is Jean-Pierre not just talking about inflation, but she doesn't know how much this is all going to cost um, and how many people are going to be qualified and eligible to and apply for the $10,000 student loan debt. Let's take a listen to this. So you could say this is how much it's going to cost if everyone who is eligible applies. I, I, I mean, don't have a, I, we just don't have a, a number to share at this time. Why don't you? I, look, the secretary... Uh, the UN ambassador, the former UN ambassador, spoke to this yesterday. We just have to see. It is a process that we just need uh, to take to take a to take a look before we can answer that question. We just don't want to get ahead of ourselves. They just don't know anything. They're just rolling out these rubber stamps to try to buy votes, and that's what they're doing. Oh, this is a campaign promise. You know, we're going to give away your student but, loan debt. But then, why, why do you roll roll something out without having the process? Because you know you're going to be asked the questions. It's ins- so it's it's, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, by the way, can I make a comment about the rents that you were just saying? Yeah. What city do you think has had the highest increase in rents? I, I thought it was New York City. No. No. Miami, thirty two percent increase. Wow. New York is more like thirteenth. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Because well, New York was always high. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so there, as the left attacks attacks us, um, they're looking for us to punch back. Of course. And they want us to punch back. They want to get us. Um, and uh, so Victor Davis Hanson had a, had a good quote. Um, I want to take a listen to what he has to say about uh, something that we need to be paying attention to. That's the left preaching civil war. Uh, they're projecting, by the way, they're projecting their own uh, vision. Remember, they, the left projects. So if Christopher Steele draws on sources like Dushinko and Dolan, a Clinton operative, they draw on Russian sources to smear Donald Trump, and then they call it Trump collusion. Mm-hmm. So they're talking nonstop about civil war. They really are. And they do things that are revolutionary. I mean... Nobody on the right said, let's junk the, the 233-year-old electoral college, the 180-year-old filibuster, the 150-year-old nine-person Supreme Court. Nobody said, let's bring in uh, two more states and end the idea for 60 years of a 50-state union. And then when you look what they've actually done, they failed at that. But 
nobody in the Republican Party ever tore up the State of the Union address on national mm. TV like Nancy Pelosi. No Speaker of the House, not Newt Gingrich, not anybody else, Paul Ryan. They never said, you can't to the minority party, you can't have these people on committees. That was a revolutionary thing to do in the House. Uh, nobody ever goes outside the homes of Justice Kagan, thank God, or Justice Sotomayor. There's not right-wing assassins that show up out there. And when you look at the literature that's coming out, if you look at the New Republic or the nation, these left-wing venues, all you hear is blue exit. And it's time for succession, and we can't live with each other. Or if you read, you know, Time Magazine, that classic article by Molly Ball in February of 2021, where she gushed, she was giddy, outlining what she called was a conspiracy to change radically the voting laws, to inject four or five hundred million dollars to alter the way we voted for for centuries, so that 70 percent of the votes would not be cast on election day even as the rejection rate would decline by a magnitude of seven or eight of the individual ballots. So these are revolutionary things they're doing. And the other thing is they never show any data. They, it's easy to say Trump is a fascist or Trump did this or these people are revolutionaries or they want a civil war. But did Donald Trump ever try to weaponize the, the, the IRS in Lois Lerna fashion? Did he tr take the FBI and use it to go after Joe Biden's residence when uh, he was president? Did they go into the DOJ and have a, this collusion hoax? Did any of these people who worked for Trump lie four times to a federal investigator like the FBI director, Andrew McCabe? So they are the revolutionaries and they project it on to others. And what's the whole purpose of this, Pete? The whole purpose is on these agenda issues, they're behind. And Joe Biden has an anemic rating and they feel that if they can gin up a January 6th crisis, sort of a Reichstag fire, and they did it, in, remember, in 2021 when they mm -hmm. uh, had Bob wire and 30,000 troops in Washington, D.C., and the greatest weaponization since the Civil War. Or they can take the raid and just dribble things out. One, one week it'll be nuclear secrets. The next, Trump improperly took out momentos. The next, he was trying to get information on his enemies. And then the media goes to town with a bombshell, walls are closing yeah. in. And otherwise, we don't, we don't, we're not going to look at the issues. Inflation, the border, energy prices, crime, Afghanistan, foreign policy. Instead, it's always react to allegations that you're insurrectionists and as keep, they leak to the media. And keep the projecting narrative continuing because that continues the conversation exactly where they want it. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. And it's uh, sad that we keep on falling for it or, you know, we just we just, you know, continue to deal with it. So, you know, when he was talking about the FBI, I yeah. couldn't help but think about, you know, the kind of censorship and unlevel playing field that we're dealing with. And uh, something big happened yesterday. Uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Had this interview with Zuckerberg, Marcus Zuckerberg. Zuckerbucks, Mr. Zuckerbucks. If you think about the kind of censorship that was going on with Facebook and Twitter, mm -hmm. you, you, if you associate a value with that, it, it was not only was it election interference, but if you think about the dollar value associated with hiding the Hunter Biden yeah. story and uh, ginning up the Russian hoax, that's worth billions of dollars. Yeah. It's an unfair playing field. And, you know, when people talk about Putin, you know, they cut 
Putin out, off of social media. Russian Today, Sputnik News, um, all of the Russian sources have been censored and silenced. So you tell me who's in charge. It's the globalists and the, and, and the, uh, the socialists that are in charge of the world right now. And Putin is a pawn. Putin is just a small-time player. But they realize that the globalists are an existential threat that if uh, given what they need and want, Russia, Russia will be uh, licking the boots mm-hmm. of these globalists. And he doesn't want to be in that position, which is why we had the Ukraine conflict in the beginning. Yeah. But it's become a laundering mess uh, with all these billions of dollars that we're giving to Ukraine. It's just absolutely ridiculous that we're doing it. And there's no way to stop it um, because the people in charge right now rigged an election and put themselves and installed themselves in charge. This started in 2018 with the House, and it's gone on from here. But, you know, when they mentioned Susan Rice Mm -hmm. was involved with this student loan debt and stuff like that. Well, Susan Rice is the bootlicker of of Barack Obama, right? (laughs) Bootlicker. Yeah, I mean, she is... A lap dog, a lap dancing dog for Obama. And Obama's third term is what you're seeing play out right now. Because Biden is just a shell of a man. Just reading off of a teleprompter everything that he's told to say. And they got him compromised to the nth degree. They could get rid of him in two seconds. Yeah, We have a president, literally... You could get rid of in two seconds. And they played that game with Trump, too. And that's where Lindsey Graham, I think, held the keys based on the dirty work of the Democrat Senate that they acquired that Democrat, I mean, Democrat House. They got that impeachment. And as soon as they got that parchment, impeachment on parchment, um, they were able to then put, put Lindsey Graham in the power seat. And it was after that impeachment that Lindsey Graham got the endorsement of Donald Trump. It was uh, at some point during uh, that term that he had to hire Christopher Wray. And I, I don't think these were choices that Trump wanted to make as much as I think that they were choices that Trump had to make in order to stay in, in charge. But, um, you know, there was a lot of shady deals going on there. But let's take a listen to this Joe Rogan exchange with uh, Zuckerberg. It's Zuckerberg basically admitting that the FBI recommended that they do some things, and they did them. And this impacted the election in a major way because it silenced the Hunter Biden laptop. So the CEO of Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, just went on the Joe Rogan podcast. And while speaking to Rogan, he admitted that Facebook censored the New York Post's accurate reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop, which, of course, we all knew. But that Facebook did that because the FBI intervened and told Facebook that that laptop was Russian disinformation. And of course, how would Zuckerberg know? They believe the FBI. Now, keep in mind, the FBI had Hunter Biden's laptop when they said that. They've had it since 2019. So when the FBI told Facebook that on the eve of a presidential election, they knew it was a lie. They interfered in the last presidential election. If ever there was an attack on democracy, it's the country's largest law enforcement agency 
weighing in in a dishonest way three weeks before the voting begins. Here's a clip. There was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New York Post. Yeah, we Post. had that too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey... Um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So the FBI censored the story. Just to recap, in case you didn't live in this country prior to two years ago, that's not allowed. You're not allowed to do that. That is election interference. That is an attack on democracy by our most powerful domestic government agency. It's unbelievable. It defies belief. We actually put in a request to Facebook to see the communications from the FBI to Facebook. We have a right to see it. We hope that they'll send them to us. Keep in mind that in October of 2020, a Facebook executive and Democratic Party operative called Andy Stone claimed that Facebook was blocking the story, quote, as part of our standard process to reduce the spread of misinformation. So they didn't tell us that the FBI had told them it was Russian disinformation. Again, when the FBI knew perfectly well that it wasn't. Harmeet Dillon has watched all of this from the very beginning. So their, their, um, their uh, fact checkers ought to be fired. Yeah, I They agree. were wrong. <laughs> and America was right. We were right. We reported it. And I got banned on Facebook so many times. You keep it ending up in Facebook prison all the yeah, time. But it was it was unbelievable because I just posted a story from the New York Post and I got banned for like 30 days or something in an election year. And right now on Facebook, I'm 90 days where my news um, items are pushed to the bottom. Right. And this is, again, an election year. It happens every election year. It's almost like you could look at your watch and predict it. And this, it's this kind of thing that's happening. This is election interference. You know, I'm an influencer. I'm in the media. And this shouldn't happen. And especially when they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. And it's not just that they're censoring. They're getting aggressive, meaning I can't post anything. Like, I'm punished. Well, they, and, what and they're people, doing is they're, they're doing anything that has a red flag for their agenda or against their agenda, I should say. And that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, um, there's another story that I wanted to hear that, that Tucker um, talked about this uh, thing. Uh, there was a, I think it's Alberta, um, where they had this study about COVID deaths. And he was basically saying, you know, what the left is trying to do now is trying to say that it's Trump's fault that these vaccines are so deadly because he didn't uh, he wanted to fast track the FDA approval. Operation Warp Speed. Yes. So so now they're going to try to pin this around Trump's neck and with their media arm and their censorship and their fact checkers and all kinds of crazy crap like that. They're they're going to they're going to they could do and say anything they want. And people will believe it because they just somehow haven't gotten the memo that we have a corrupt corporate media run by BlackRock in China. But now let's uh, take a listen to this. The freedom of this. 
So let's take a moment to talk about Donald Trump's vaccine and why it seems to be, among other things, dramatically raising death rates among young people. According to data from New Zealand, the government there, for example, children were vaccinated between the ages of 10 and 19 were more likely, not less likely, more likely to die within a month of vaccination than those who didn't take the vaccine in the same age group. And it's not just the New Zealand government that has found this. This summer, a Dutch researcher called Andre Rader published a paper entitled COVID-19 Vaccinations and All-Cause Mortality. The research analyzed hundreds of cities and towns. What did it find? Quote, we could not observe a mortality-reducing effect of vaccination in Dutch municipalities after vaccination and booster campaigns. We did find a four-sigma significant mortality-enhancing effect during the two periods of high unexplained excess mortality. Oh, so the data suggest, don't prove but suggest, the vaccine may be killing people. Unexplained mortality is also on the rise in many other countries, Australia, England, Wales. So why is Donald Trump's vaccine doing all of this in other countries? Well, we can't be sure. But as Alex Berenson reported on his Substack recently, the Canadian government is seeing a similar problem at huge scale. As of this summer, people who took Donald Trump's vaccine in the Canadian province of Manitoba are roughly 50% more likely than the unvaccinated to be hospitalized or die from COVID. Again, to pause, how bad is Donald Trump's vaccine? So bad that people who take it are more likely to die of COVID. Hmm. Now, we have data from more Canadian provinces, but they seem to be hiding it now. On July 28th, the province of British Columbia announced it would stop reporting the number of deaths that occurred in people who have taken the COVID booster. Wow, why is that? Don't ask, you're not allowed to. Oh, we are now, because it's a Trump crime. The charts are also missing somehow from the Internet Archive, which is widely known, of course, as a front for Russian operatives working on behalf of who? Donald Trump. But we do have the most recent available data. What do those show? Well, they show that 70% of all deaths in that province occurred in people who were boosted, even though boosted individuals make up just half the province's population. Do the math on that for a minute. Well, your first reaction might be, oh, well, vaccinated and boosted people tend to be older. So, of course, they're dying at a greater rate. It has nothing to do with the shot. But then you look deeper. You read, for example, the Lancet article entitled Risk of Infection, Hospitalization and Death Up to Nine Months After a Second Dose of the COVID-19 Vaccine. And that piece shows that people over the age of 80 have worse outcomes. And by worse, we mean more hospitalizations, more deaths when they're vaccinated than when they are unvaccinated. So it turns out when Donald Trump told you, as he did hundreds of times, certainly you must remember this, that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, it turned out to be exactly the opposite. And we're seeing this in a lot of different places, in a lot of different data sets. In fact, as Kenji Yamamoto wrote in the Journal of Virology, quote, the Lancet study showed that immune function among vaccinated individuals eight months after the administration of two doses of COVID-19 vaccine was lower than that among unvaccinated individuals. Well, that sounds like it's hurting people's immune system in a profound way. As the Journal of Food and Chemical Toxology put it after an independent study, quote, vaccination introduces a profound impairment in type 1 interferon signaling, which has diverse adverse consequences to human health. Well, that doesn't sound good. What consequences could they be talking about? Well, in July, the German government put out a tweet stating that at least one out of every 5,000 COVID shots causes, quote, serious side effects. 
One in 5,000, really? This is a shot that was taken by hundreds of millions of people, including in this country. What effects are they talking about? Well, those would include decreased sperm counts. The journal Andrology reported in June that there was a 22% average drop in total sperm count in samples taken three to five months after the second Pfizer dose of the vax. Think about that. And the same people behind the vaccines Mm -hmm. are the ones that are uh, broadcasting and preaching and advocating for reduction in population. Yeah. Bill Gates, that dude from India that was outside the World Economic Forum. I went less souls. They went more. And and, and Boris Johnson's father wants to reduce the uh, population of England from 75 million to 15 million. And, you know, so let's get rid of three quarters of the population. Yeah. Well, that's it's just absolutely absurd. The, the conflict of interest. I mean, it's obvious what's going on here, folks. You're trying to kill everybody. Yeah. You know, it's when gives, it gives Bill due Gates means said, to the expression survival of the fittest. Bill Gates said new vaccines, reproductive services, government health care. You know, government health care is death panels. And reproductive services, services is abortion. abortion. <laughs> and new vaccines are these RNA vaccines, right? That's exactly what what he was talking it's a about. Dystopian in the dystopian universe. So I want to um, draw some attention to a new sponsor we have over here. It's the Scott Adams Show. And... Uh, it is uh, Tactical Civics, and I did get some feedback yesterday when I mentioned it at the end of the show. Um, and uh, if you go over to tacticalcivics.com and you sign up, it makes not only does it make us look good, and the advertisers get results for their ads, and you know they continue to advertise, and that's what we want, right? That's, that helps us. But uh, I did work with um, several of the guys over there. And I like what they're doing. It's uh, Their slogan is this, taking America back one county at a time. And they are very, very Christian-oriented. They're very much uh, hands-on, action-oriented. Tactical Civics um, is we the people, uh, it says, is we the people finally enforcing the magnificent law that our forefathers left us. And unlike politics, tactical civics needs only half of 1% of the people to take responsibility. So they really are setting up, um, if you sign up, you could actually become a leader in your own county, uh, getting together and talking about the Constitution and faith-based orientation um, in your own county. And it's basically a grassroots effort to take back our country. So it says here, if you keep doing nothing, you're the enemy's best weapon. So it's, it's an action-oriented group, tacticalcivics.com. And also be sure to check out magapac.org. Uh, over at uh, magapac.org, we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Use Red State as your promo code over at mypillow.com. And with that, my name's Scott Adams. My name is Leonor Corvetta. We'll see you next time Just on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody. Right